Support for Alleist comes from Visual Communications, presenting VC Film Fest, celebrating 40 years of Asian and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander filmmaking, with over 200 films May 1st through 10th. Info at festival.vcmedia.org. I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, a live literary event series from LAist. We are back with guests, author Amanda Montel, and actor Bella Lavelle. You can find us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum. Tickets at laist.com slash events. From LA Studios, this is How to LA, the podcast that helps you connect with community. I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. And today we're in Silver Lake, we're outside, and we're hanging out with Erica Washington, our newsletter editor. Hey, Brian. You recently came on a trip with a group of folks. Tell me about why you came here. Yes, yeah, so I saw this event online by Pac Foraging, so Black indigenous and other people of color learn how to find things in nature that you can eat and use in everyday life. And we're in the middle of the city, which is, I think, something interesting. I went foraging once months ago with our producer, Evan Jacoby, and I was in the wild. We're in the middle of the city with sirens going on, with traffic, all the things. So what's the difference with urban foraging? Yes, yeah, so like you just said, we're by these stairs with the hearts and the colorful tiles that a lot of people take pictures with and on. Even when we were foraging, like there were people, you know, we tried to navigate around while we're like looking at the plants. So that's the cool thing is like you can find things you can eat and use and tease and use in medical ways um, around you in your own backyard or yeah, by some stairs. All right. So this is lemon clover, wood sorrel, goes by many names. This is uh, Jessica. Jessica Ling, my pronouns are she, they. She is the organizer for BIPOC Forging. And I really seek to empower people with knowledge, insight, uh, curiosity, and magic about the land around us, especially in urban environments. So this is known as wild lettuce, also known as prickly lettuce. Now I'm gonna pass the leaves down. Most of the people there, if not all of them, were black, indigenous, Asian, Hispanic descent. Everyone was kind of new to foraging. Yeah, you can. But it's not, I mean, again, do you eat lettuce on its own? Like, most people don't, you know? One cool thing, while we were walking up the stairs, we saw this plant that looked like lavender, right? And we were like, wait, is this lavender? But Jessica told us that it was actually Mexican sage. Yeah, it's known as purple sage, Mexican sage, velvet sage. I think a lot of people, when they see purple, they automatically think lavender. While there are many types of lavender, this is not one of them. Okay, so let's go up these steps. At least you're in a workout outfit, girl. I'm over here with sneakers. That was only like, what? A hundred stairs and it feels like a little workout, which is cute. Maybe <laughs> marathon expert knows. So right now we're looking at these beautiful pink. I think this is a bougainvillea, and we actually got to try like the leaf Wait, of the bougainvillea. Like yeah. this is what you eat? Yeah. Are you gonna try it with me? Okay. Take a bigger okay. one. Okay, I'm gonna try it. All for the audio. It's for the how to like listener, you know. It does taste like lettuce. She said we can put this 
and teas and things like that, yeah. So, you know, growing up in LA, you did too. This was in my front yard of my parents' apartment. And I thought they were just pretty. I would cut them and my mom would bring them in to make a floral thing. But I didn't know we can actually eat this beautiful flower that is, is it native to LA? Yeah, we could actually, so one of the things Jessica told us about is you could actually take a picture of the plants and then what your iPhone can do. This is just the standard camera app on my iPhone. It's an iPhone 11, nothing too fancy. I didn't pay for it. I didn't download anything. You click on the eye. Or here, how about Alexis? Why don't you click on the eye? And then what does it say? It says, look up plant. Can you click on that? Whoa. And then, OK, that's cool. Yeah, of course. Cautionary note, this is a guideline, right? If I already think it's something, then this is a double check. Mm -hmm. And then maybe my triple check is I ask someone I know, or I look at a book, or I watch a video, right? However, I would say for myself, if you take an, a clear photo, good lighting, I found this has like 95% accuracy for myself. Wow. That is a good pro tip. I didn't know that. Okay, hold on, we're gonna try this again. Maybe I gotta get closer. Let's get closer to it, like that. Oh. Isn't that so cool? Yeah. Native to Brazil, Bougainvillea is a genus of thorny ornamental vines, bushes, and trees belonging to the four o'clock family. I can't say that word. <laughs> That's really awesome. I'm going to start using this, okay, girl? You'll notice here that in the pot, and you'll see it on the side too, along the fence, there's a whole bunch. Oh. It's like growing off the cactus type. Mm -hmm. It is, yeah. It grows out of the flowers. Dragon fruit, yeah. So I have a question. So mm -hmm. you could just pick these and like take them home? Like nobody's going to... Anything that's hanging over the sidewalk is, is legal, yeah. Mm -hmm. So one of the cool things about foraging in an urban environment is that people could plant and are planting things from their homeland in mm. their yard. So they're bringing that piece of home with them to Los Angeles, a very international place. And then now, that's something I, I do want to point out. You went on this journey with specifically BIPOC folks. Let's talk about that and, and maybe why that experience is different from whether it's just a general gathering of people who are foraging or learning how to forage. This is something, this activity of foraging is something that has been frowned upon when it comes to people of color. Like it used to be seen as like a poverty thing you know, it's seen as barbaric to, to just go out and pick things in nature. Do you feel like foraging was frowned upon because our, like, family members were like, we don't want to look poor, so you're not going to do that, yes. right? Yes, yes. So it was, maybe it wasn't that white folks or European folks or people who just did it really frowned upon it on us. It was just... Our families maybe didn't want to look like we were low income and they didn't do it. You know, they didn't encourage that. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. No, I'm asking you. Oh. <laughs> I'm asking you what, you, what do you think about that? I mean, that, this is what, what you get when I'm off that, script. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think that's, that's very true. It's so crazy because when I was in Africa, I went to Rwanda and it's like they were just naturally picking things off the ground, you know, without a second thought, right. you know, just getting things in nature to eat. I don't know, it was trippy because it's like, oh, wow. But it's like they know their land. They know what's going to sustain them. And the interesting thing about foraging is that there's so much in nature that we can lean on. It gives you a sense of agency, a sense of empowerment. Like, I am able to 
use my environment for my own good and for the good of others. Alexis Sanchez, one of the people that I interviewed during this event, she said the same thing. I think that's what's really cool about like these BIPOC events. Like You just want to be with people with different experiences, but also people that you feel safe and comfortable around in a setting where it's like, you know, like I'm starting to get into like camping and things like that, and it's a very like white-dominated sort of industry or sport, I guess you could say. So it's just nice to be around um, folks who, you know, are there's like more representation in these spheres, if that makes sense, yeah. I mean, that's just real. That's how people think, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, some people are more in tune to, like, learning. Sometimes people need to, like, learn with community people or community spaces. And I, I love that. That was something that Jessica mentioned as well. Like, this is a space where people who may be new from L.A. or even if they lived there all their lives, like, they can learn something that could be completely foreign to them. It's not just, here's all these fancy names to remember, and here's all these plants that you have to memorize. It's really, like, how do we feel in the environment? And seeing ourselves represented in these spaces, you know? I mean, I think a lot of times, a lot of us, like, we mask and we code switch. And so I really do think really deeply about intentionality and the different identities that I straddle. I'm disabled and queer and a woman of color, but I'm also a US citizen. I speak English as a first language, so I think a lot about how I can give back, whether that's working with indigenous peoples, hiring guest speakers who are from different backgrounds, because I've been that token person. I've seen spaces where I go. If there's only like one trans person there or one black person there, what does that say about the facilitators and the space they're creating, right? And like, are they thinking about that? Are they trying to improve it? Oftentimes they're not, you know? We'll be right back after this. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theatre Company at the Los Angeles Theatre Center, presenting the world premiere of Ghost Waltz by Oliver Mayer, a bold original recovery of Juventino Rosas, one of Mexico's most significant composers. Follow Rosas from his father's early death to his friendship with ragtime genius Scott Joplin, now on stage through June 2nd. Tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Pindarvis Harshaw, host of the Right Nowish podcast. Every week, I talk to the people who are creating art and culture and spreading it to the universe. As an artist, you always meet yourself. Every year, you're a different person. Essentially, we normalize a space where you can show up as your authentic self. Check out Right Nowish. Rooted in California's Bay Area, speaking to you. It's so many people of color, so many queer people. It's like I'm being celebrated in my fullness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. There's some chickweed, which chickweed. is an invasive. I kind of would put it like in like burgers or sandwiches, like the way you would do with alfalfa sprouts or like things like that. I really recommend picking it because it's not great for our environment. So native plants are from this region. They are adapted to the land, the soil, the temperature, the climate, animals. Now, non-natives, they're not from here, but they don't necessarily do a lot of harm to the natives, so they can coexist peacefully. Invasives don't coexist well in harmony with the native plants. Let's say an animal only eats a certain native plant. If those all get eradicated, what are they going to eat? And then the animal that eats that animal, you can see how the whole food chain is impacted, right? What, do you, what is it? What is it? Hibiscus tea. Okay, it's Tamarindo, Jamaica? Jamaica? Is this Jamaica? This is not Jamaica. You know the 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 the, 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 the burgundy, the burgundy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
it's the same. It could be multiple colors. Oh, oh really? crap. Where? Yeah, agua de Jamaica. Hibiscus tea, yeah. So we have uh, hibiscus flowers here. And across the street, there are these things called nasturtiums. And it's just, it's kind of wild. We're in the wild, in the urban environment. I didn't know that those two things you could eat. So, Erica, you're going to try this with me, right? A bite? Oh, it smells good. Mmm, that is pretty. Mm. It kind of tastes like a leafy fruit. Mm. One thing that Jessica pointed out is take only what you need and don't, like, be greedy. Like, just be mindful of others. Be mindful of the environment and of all the Angelinos that we share space with. So the idea is that there's something called an honorable harvest, which means that you should just be mindful. Don't take everything, leave some for other people, animals, you know, birds, insects, etc., squirrels. I'm just saying like if I was in a forest and I'm hungry and I come across a tree that looks like this, I don't see enough berries on it, so maybe I should find another tree, right? If you're starving, I would say go for it because that's a life or death situation. Well, not that starving. Then this other person, Jada, she mentioned how important it was as a black woman to know what things can help us holistically in nature instead of like this over-reliance on medicine <laughs> and pills. Our health is number one and you could be sitting right in front of the medicine that you need and you wouldn't know without classes or people like this. So. I'm all about learning as much as I can. And then I like to share the information with others. So I'm just like, yeah, let's forage, let's take that stuff. So here I am. There's so much hustle culture, especially in big cities like LA and New York, where you know people look at each other as competition. A lot of people don't share their foraging spots. Like they're not gonna share this knowledge because they don't want people to know where they got it and like pull people into that space. And while I do understand we want to make sure people are not taking advantage or, you know, taking too much and then not using it. But I'm also, like, we have so much citrus, lemons, oranges. It's all going to waste. People buy it at the store. We get it imported. There's really no reason to. It grows really well here. And if you let it rot, it actually attracts rodents, which then attracts more coyotes. And then people complain that they're eating pets and then the coyotes get killed. So you're actually doing a lot of good if you forage. So, Erica, the last question, the hot question, you're in the seat now. Um, would you do it again? Yes, I would definitely do it again. I met a lot of new people and I got the chance to to do something I've never done before, which is eat off of trees and shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I got to eat off of trees and shit. That's the end of it yeah. right there. <laughs> if you want to check out the next BIPOC foraging workshop, Jessica is having the next one in Culver City on Sunday, June 11th. We'll have all that info and more on our website, elias.com slash howtoLA. Take a look at the newsletter so you can check out some photos and all the stuff. Thanks for listening. Make sure to leave us a review if you love this episode. Honestly, it always helps us. Special thanks to Erica for sharing her reporting with us today and taking me along this journey. This episode was produced by Evan Jacoby. Our other producers are Megan Botel and Victoria Alejandro. Erica Washington writes our newsletter. Chris Farias is our social media producer. Our engineer is Hasmik Pagosian. Megan Larson is our executive producer. And I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. 
Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.